Hi, everybody. Welcome to Couch Co-op. My name is Brad, and uh, we have another special guest today. How am I still a special guest if I'm in the third episode? Okay, fine. Fine. How do you want to introduce ourselves in this podcast from here on out? I'm like the get, like the ghost host. You like don't want to claim me as a host. Hi, I'm Brad, and you say I'm a Manny. I'm not doing that. And welcome to Couch Co-op. I am not doing that. I would rather peel my nails off. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, we will work on... I'll be like, hi, welcome to Couch Cup. I'm Brad. We're not doing that. Or We're not doing that. So I have to introduce you as a special guest every time? <laughs> I'm not doing the early 2000s co-host introduction. We're not doing it. Do you want to be the host? Absolutely not. You're like, what's up? I'm Brad, the co-host. No. Okay, fine. Well, today we have a special episode. <laughs> a special guest. I swear. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about our experience in the Renaissance <laughs> Festival. Our first time ever going to the Texas Renaissance Festival. And that was... Uh, so, we have always talked about going. Mm -hmm. And I was we've always just had a reason not to go. Like, oh, we forgot, and we already made plans. Oh, it's raining. It's raining, yeah, something like that. And this year, it's just kind of the stars aligned. We had no excuse. So for people who don't know anything about Texas RenFest, every weekend they have a different theme. So one weekend might be the Roman Empire. Another weekend could be Barbarians. They have Fairy Weekend, Pirate Weekend. We went on Heroes and Villains. Yeah, there's a lot of people dressed as like Captain America and like Superman. And then girls had their girls out. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter what the theme is. You can technically yeah. go as whatever you want. Yeah, I mean. Which I was not expecting. Yeah, like we, I think, because when you first go in. It's pretty subtle, I feel like. Like, you're seeing people dressed up when you're you're walking in. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, I mean, oh, that guy's dressed as, like, Link from Zelda. Or, okay, that guy, he's dressed as a knight. You know, you'll see him here and there. Then you see people just in regular clothing. But when you start getting, it's like you start going into the heart of the Renfest. That's when things start getting weird. That's when things start getting like odd. I think the strangest outfit I saw was someone dressed as a furry. It was like a dude who had on like a full like cat costume, but it like it looked like it cost money. Yeah. And but it was like a cat costume meets like a Renaissance fiddler. He's like, "Hello, I'm Sir Twinklepuff." No, literally, did you not see him? No, I didn't see him. He had on like a giant head. Like oh, really? Head. See, I didn't see him. Yeah, and it was just him and, like, I guess whoever he was there with. And he even had, like, paws on his feet. That's wild. Like, this person, I don't know if it was a man or woman, spent, like, at minimum that costume probably cost $3,000. I believe, I mean, people really enjoy the Renaissance Festival. And going and experiencing it, it made me realize, like, that, like, this... This is some of, like, these people here, some of them, this is, like, their big show, their big event every year. And you feel that, like, I feel like the, uh, 
the atmosphere is there. Like you can tell when people really love it, mm-hmm. especially like the shops, like in some of the shops, some of the owners are so like, welcome to our shop. Oh, you know, like they're real excited. It's like, um, like how the rodeo has like the shops and like, that's like what those shop. it's like 75% of those shops revenue for the years, the rodeo. Yeah. It's like, that's how it is for those shops at the Renaissance. Well, Festival. because most of them are like small shop owners. It's all yeah. artisanal, like, they sell swords. They sell elf ear cuffs. Yeah. That's they sell a thing. the costumes. They sell, I think we saw like a quill store where they had like they had a quills. calligraphy set. Custom quills. And I mean, everything's crazy expensive, but I have never felt so normal <laughs> in my entire life. Like, I've always thought, like, I'm not a super nerd. But I like Harry Potter, you know, I like Lord of the Rings. I will I will read fantasy at times. Yeah. And I've always been like, oh yeah, like Renaissance Festival would be so awesome. I felt like if I were a color that day, I would be beige. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how I felt too, because I was like, I, you know, I play video games. I, I've watched some animes, like not all of them, but some. You know, I, I felt like I was pretty in tune with my nerdiness. And then I still remember us walking in to uh, a sword store. And this place was like, they were selling like um, replicas of like uh, different blades from animes and video games. And they weren't real. They were made out of like this foam material, but it was like pretty good quality. Okay. Because I, okay, I got to hold one of them. No, I you wanted, it so bad. wanted to hold the gut sword from Berserk. Yeah, it was heavy. And it was like, I want to say, a four-foot sword made of styrofoam. Let me be clear, it was styrofoam. This man was charging $75 for styrofoam. But it was the gut sword. Um, I almost bought it. I was close, and then you're like, no. I was like, okay. (laughs) No, when I want to tell you no in front of other people, I just say, oh, we'll think about it, and we'll come back. Yeah, and they they had cool stuff there, but we're not talking about the main part of that store. When we walked in, um, there was a, a man dressed as Link from The Legend of Zelda holding the Hyrule sword, the great sword, what's Great sword? I don't know. Hyrule sword, we'll call it that. And or Master Sword. And he was posing and having the shop owner take pictures of him as he posed. But you know, that is who the Renaissance Festival is made for. It totally is. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like um it, it almost felt like a it was like an outside Comic Con. Like you're outside and You know, I feel like you have to go to Renfest before you're allowed to go to Comic-Con. Yeah. Because I think if you made me just go straight to Comic-Con, I would have gone into, like, an ultra shock of everything. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, yeah. Renaissance Festival, it's very time period oriented. Yeah, well, like, everyone that, like, is working the stands is calling you my lord and stuff. It was weird. I mean... You can I tell. mean, I like that component. I like like that, um, you know, embracing the time period. I wasn't big 
on the Heroes and Villains weekend because I just felt like that doesn't do anything for me in terms of time period. Yeah. You know, like when I see Captain America or no, maybe Thor is okay. Captain America and like Spider-Man walking amongst the peasants, which Brad has a fantastic peasant voice. That I kind of want to go back to the Ren Fest next year and make him dress up as a peasant. Hello, my lord. Hello. My lord, please. Will you please give me some more, lord? Because I'm I'm 100% convinced that your ancestors were, like, English peasantry. No, like, I did the, like, you know, I did the 23andMe, you know. The government now has my DNA. (laughs) I mean, who cares? Yeah, but um, I did it in, like, I was really thinking, I've thought my whole life I was Scottish, (laughs) Scottish and English, and I'm actually not even 1% Scottish. I'm on the other side. I'm Irish and English. Okay, but you don't even know how much Irish you are. It just says English Irish. It says up to 66%. You know, at the bare bones, you're white. I'm super white. I mean, you had French in you too. I have, so, I have like I only have like ten percent of French in me. I remember when you thought you were like super Native American? Yeah, so that's the that's the, here's the joke of this whole thing. So for the longest time, I've been told that we were Native American. My great grandfather or my great my grandfather has said for years that we're in the books in Oklahoma. That if we moved to Oklahoma, uh, we would be able to get free college, free housing. He lives in Texas. So he doesn't even try this either, but he's always told us this, like, you know, you could totally do this. So, uh, when I got my results, I was telling Manny, I gotta be at least like 10% like Cherokee. Like that's what, like, I guess my grandfather was telling us that he was like Cherokee. Um, cause I think he believed his mother was a hundred percent Indian mm-hmm. or native American. And, uh, no, I got the results I'm a 0.008% Native American. It was so gratifying. Like, that was the funniest thing. Because like, for years, I was like, there's no way. This little reddish white boy is Native American. Like, there's absolutely no way. You know, like, for me, when I did my 23andMe, I already knew what I was going to get back. Yeah. Arab. I, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Arab. It's pretty black and white. It's like, hey, you know, you're a... You're 75% Arab. No, it was like 55. I you're like 60. It it updates. So you oh, need to go back and look. It updates. That's so stupid. Because they continuously are running. Like, running your DNA. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. They messed up. And I'm actually like 80% Native oh, American. Oh, yeah. They lost all the Cherokee. Because I look like It a got Cherokee. buried underneath the shepherd's pie in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. mine was clear. Like, I knew... My you dad were, is yeah. Palestinian. You know, yeah. I know my mom is Mexican, so I was going to have Spanish and native. So, yeah. I mean, it was cut and dry for me, at least. And it was funny because when my results came in, it was like, oh, 10% Native American. And I was like, that's a lie. They switched our results. <laughs> that's what this is. And Brad's like, how are you Native American? And I'm like, well. I didn't say that. When. The Spaniards came to Central America and raped and pillaged the natives. You're acting like I was a dumb white boy in that moment. I did not say anything. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. 
your grandfather looked Native American. There are times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Making people, people were like, wow, this guy's dumb. He thought he was Native American. And like, he didn't even okay, just... but to be fair, that has nothing to do with intelligence. That has to do with familial lies. Yeah, that's true. As I'm saying, like, yeah, like, for the longest time. You remember, like, when I told everyone? I was like, oh, yeah, I, like, I'm, like, black Dutch. And everybody <laughs> started laughing at me, and I was so confused. I was like, why are y'all, like, is this, am I the butt of my joke right now? Like, You were. And I was, because apparently, like, black, black Dutch is, like, not a thing. I mean, you're it just. It is. You're just dark-haired Dutch person. Yeah, it's, like, it's not a real thing. Yeah. So funny. So, I yeah, so that's. So everyone knows, I never utilized Google. I could have just Googled it. But no, I didn't. So. <laughs> I would just rather. Rather just tell people. Rather just not. And they'd be like, oh, okay, bless your heart. But to be fair, you've always, like when you were younger, you were very gullible. Yeah, I was. Like, you just believed it. Like, I remember you were like, yeah, I think I'm going to get a Cherokee tattoo. Thank God you didn't. That would have been bad. Um, Because that would have been. You have no links. It would have been kind of funny, but yeah, know. I mean, it would have been it would have been a really funny tattoo, and I would have like changed it to like a Viking. That's more so of my lineage. Okay, okay, it is. It showed me. Where do you have Viking descent? I downloaded another app that <laughs> uses my not. DNA, and it, <laughs> it it links to twenty three and Me, and it tells you how per, how much percentage of your Viking DNA you have. And how much percentage did you have? 98. I do. I want to say one thing that I was not surprised by, but it was like, oh, it makes a lot of sense, is the amount of Neanderthal you still like have in your DNA. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> like, I'm like the the top one, like not 1%, but like probably like the 5% of the population who has like a lot of it left. So, yeah. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> makes sense how you down that giant... Hot dog at uh, the Ren Fest with a sauerkraut. I even like that thing either. Yeah, the, the food was good. Okay, I disagree. I'm gonna disagree with you on this. Why? I didn't. Okay, because you had that one really, <clears throat> which this one was a Polish dog, which was awesome. Oh yeah, what that was, was that a, place called Smoke? It was like a Smokehouse or something. Yeah, like, like that? it's like a like they put a hot dog and they wrap it around like a cinnamon like dough. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Yeah, it was almost like a croissant-like yeah. dough. And it was sweet. Mm. Because I remember, I was like, oh my god, there's flies everywhere. It was bees. But it was actually bees. Yeah, so, and I remember, like, I, I that was, we we looked, we basically spent the entire RuneFest enjoying it, but looking for that place, too. And we eventually did. We found it. But I remember, like, being so excited about the food, because I kind of had, like, that, like, uh... Hold on. Okay. It was called... Chimney dogs. That's chimney what it was dogs. Called, yeah. And it's good. Like that was like by far their French fries. Oh my god. Their Polish fries, I mean. Yeah, they had like chimney cakes. It was all like chimney based because they make the pastry first and yeah. then they fill it. Oh, it was so good. That was the best thing I had there. But like everything else, so y'all understand people. I started the day off <laughs> eating a twelve foot long sausage in a like baguette hot dog with sauerkraut on it. And then I had what? A piece of, I had two pieces of pizza. 
Okay, but you chose to buy pizza that was next door to the petting zoo. Okay, so this was the thing. There I was, warned you. you Hold did. on, before you tell your story, I warned you to not get it. Well, like I was sitting in line, and she was like, "I mean, he looked at me. And she's like, are you sure you want to get that?'" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're in Little Italy. Why not?" So, you know, of course, I get the pizza, and. It is the worst. It was like they legit like bought a bunch of the cheapest frozen pizzas and just put them in an oven. Like it was still doughy. And I ate like two bites and I was like, I'm not doing this. I'll get sick. So I threw it away. Then we went back as we were leaving the Renaissance Festival. Uh, this guy who was like outside of this like brick brick oven pizza place was like, oh man, my buddy travels all around the world and tries pizzas i was like okay is your buddy uh like the guy who t- like eats i forgot his name portnoy i don't know he owns barhouse uh barstool sports oh, okay. and i was like okay like is that your buddy like because i mean you know and uh he was telling me how great the pizza was like this pizza is amazing we get the pizza and it's not good like and the guy like that gave us the pizza was kind of like cocky, like it was weird. He was like, "Oh, ho, oh. ho," like because we were with my dad and Sheila, mm-hmm. and uh, he like had, my dad has like a a paramedic tattoo, and the guy's like, "Do you know what that logo stands?" That's like, well, he asked, "You know where it originated?" Like, yeah, from. and like my dad's like, "Yeah, I mean, it's you know, he kind of." Kind of gave like I guess like the Americanized. He version. gave the Wikipedia version. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy was like, "It actually is Hindu." And blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "Can okay. I just have my pizza?" Pause. That is their job. They're supposed to be like all knowing of knowledge of that time. The pizza people. And every person that works there is supposed to be in character. He wasn't in character. Yes, though. he was. I disagree. You know what? I'm going next year and I'm leaving you at home. You, you know, don't deserve to go to the room. You know what? Yeah, leave me at home and you're gonna find me in the crowds dressed up as a knight. Like, hello. They don't make armor that big. <laughs> yeah, they do. I saw some <laughs> of it. I saw some of it. I'm not that big. No, but I thought it was cool. Like my favorite shop. I know your favorite shop was the swords. Yes. And the and all that stuff. Because I mean it, all the expensive stuff. Okay. My favorite store was Christmas Shop. That was actually really cool. Because they had like handmade like ornaments and they had like yeah. glass blowing shops where they had like glass blown like decorative pumpkins and stuff like that. So they had some really cool like art pieces. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, everything's expensive, but everything is handmade. Like, yeah. you have to put that into account. Like, these people, like, they are relying on this business, you know, for a, a majority of the year, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, what what other than Ren- Renaissance Festival do they have? Like, I mean, that's not a huge market. Like, not yeah. a lot of people are looking for, you know, Nordic cups. But I really like markets. Like, I'm starting to realize that, but, like, yeah. the older I get, I like to, like, go and walk and look at stuff at markets. Yeah, I do, too. I like Mark. It's fun. It's fun to do. Like, you know, and like, you don't have, you don't feel obligated to buy anything because they don't really press you. Mm-hmm. There's like, hey, if y'all need anything, let us know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like whenever you walk into like a, a furniture store and like, 
the salesman, like there are eight salesmen rushing to get to you to ask mm-hmm. you what you're looking for. Yeah. It's just like, hey, like you look at it. If you don't want anything, cool. Not a big deal. So what was your favorite part of the RunFest? My favorite part your of the Your favorite run. part and your biggest disappointment. Okay. I have my biggest disappointment. My favorite part, I guess just walking around in just uh, the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, like you really, like, I feel like after we left, I truly understood why people enjoy the Renaissance Festival. Because mm-hmm. it really, it's, it's an environment. Like, you know, in like, yeah, like everyone is like super kind of over the top. Like, I want to say, I don't want to sound like mean, kind of, they're super nerdy, you know, but it's like, it's well, really, it's cool because they get to be a part, they get to just be themselves. It's a passion thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I really liked. I was like, man, like, this is, there's no judgment here. Like, everyone's just having a good time. They're getting to do what they want. Like, yeah, if you want to dress as Captain Hook with glitter, you do it, man. You know, <laughs> like, that's why I, lo- I really enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. Like, it was a, it was a place where you could just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, my disappointing part was, like, the jousting and stuff. That's what I was going to say, because yeah. we waited for, like, an hour watching this performance, and they never actually jousted. Yeah. But I've heard that, like, we missed one show when we first got there. It was, like, late. Yeah. The Fire Thrower, apparently his show is fantastic. That's right. We were walking up as it was finishing. Yep. Apparently that's the show to see, but we missed it. So I was disappointed about the shows, but I agree with this idea of, like, the passion behind it. You know, yeah. and like I love the orchestra that played when we first got there. That was enjoyable for me. That was they were good too. Yeah. Um, but you know, like this idea of passion and like sharing what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why things like podcasts are popular now, and especially podcasts that have to do with like, like fantasy and lore and things like that. Yeah, there's like D and D podcasts now where you can like listen to a whole. D and D like story, like you know they have people as their characters. And they yeah. go through it, and not that I listen to those. Mm-hmm. I do. I listen to those, but no, I, I think it's cool. And like I don't know, I just felt like I really understood. I finally understood. So I've always heard about the Renaissance Festival. I've always heard how people love it. And, oh my god, every year I dress up. Every year, uh, it's just so fun. And me and my family, we do it. You know. Yeah. And I finally understand. Like, I get it. I'm like, okay. Like, no, and it's like, well, going back to this idea of like these podcasts that specialize on things, I think like the podcast that I like to listen to is where the unexpected people like these really, not necessarily niche, but like unexpectedly nerdy things. You know where I'm going with this already. Okay. okay. Now I know. Yeah. Now that you're saying this, like, <laughs> You're looking at me, you're like giving like a smirk. My favorite podcast to listen to right now, and I don't even know the name of it. Okay. You could probably look it up, is the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Because Jason Kelsey is an unexpected nerd that I love. I was like, why do you love listening to it, Manny? Why do you love listening to it? Because they are fine. Those two brothers are debatably the best-looking NFL football players I've ever seen in my life. That's a that's a loaded statement, ma'am. I mean, the personality of Jason Kelsey really helps. 
No, yeah, he's, he's like a super nerd. Like, I loved when he decided, like, which NFL football players would belong in which house in, in uh, Hogwarts. When he's, like, explaining it in to his Harry brother. the Potter realm. That is, like, it's funny, too. Because I feel like uh, Travis Kelsey is, like, a, a ditz. <laughs> like, a, like, a ditzy, like, what? That's so <laughs> You know? No, I, I... It's called New Heights. That's what the New Heights, yeah. name of the podcast is. And I think... I like their podcast. I like it a lot. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a huge Eagles fan, so of course, you know, Jason Kelsey, he is a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame center. Like, yeah, he's still. I mean, he, minus the Kansas City game and minus the Buffalo game, he has some mess up plays, but overall, he's a really good player. So, question answer. How do you feel about the people who are saying that Taylor Swift put the Kelsey brothers on the map? That upsets me a lot. Do you? So you don't agree? I do not agree with that. Okay, I think. Okay, let me rephrase that. They have been really well known in the sports community because I mean Travis Kelsey, he's he's a pretty good player, and Jason Kelsey. I mean he's Jason Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like hands down, he's probably the best center playing right now. And I think with that, she did bring in a new audience. Because you watch football with me now. Okay, but pause. Unpause. I knew who they were when they Just were kidding. in the Super Bowl. Because oh, the big story. Well, yeah. yeah, because that's when they, I was like, oh, that's why. But that fizzled out. I mean, that was a big deal because, oh, brother against brother. I just thought it was cool because, you know, you got the mom wearing the split jersey. And yeah. The end of the Super Bowl was, like, really sweet. And so, yeah. Yeah. And it, that's when I realized my love for them because you look like the third Kelsey brother that was adopted out that doesn't quite fit in. I don't fit in because <laughs> I'm not as good looking as them. You're the short Kelsey brother. I'm six foot. When you have boots on. Six one with boots on. Thank you very oh, okay. much. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not wrong, though. People at HEB tell you all the time that you look like Taylor Swift's boyfriend's older brother. I get so annoyed by that, too. Because, like, so literally, I remember I was in uh, I was in a grocery aisle. And because when I have my full beard and my hair looks like Jason Kelsey's. I could t- I could understand how I look like their brother. I could see that. And like I'm sitting in like H E B and yeah, we're from Texas, so H E B. Uh and all of a sudden this dude's looking at me and I'm kinda like, why is this guy looking at me real hard? And then his wife or girlfriend or whatever is looking at me and whispering to him, I'm like, Do I have something on my face or something? Like did I step in something? Like why are they doing you know? And I get a little closer to our house. I think I was getting like olives or something in the aisle. And uh, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, man. I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, has anyone ever told you like Jason Kelsey? <laughs> My wife pointed it out. I'm like, yeah, I've been told. Yes, I've been. I've heard that before. Yes, I have. He's like, man, you look just like him. I'm like, thank you. In the same store, same day, I got told by two other people that too. I love when they ask you, are you like a cousin or like I've been asked if I'm a cousin or if I'm related to them as well. Because, I mean, I guess I am a bigger man 
who wears Crocs and looks homeless sometimes. I guess that's like the Jason Kelsey look anyway. I think it's also like the beard and... It is. When I have I a full know. beard, I can see it. Stature-wise, too. Like, you're not petite. I'm not petite at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. You're shaped like a grizzly bear. I am shaped like a bear. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I think it throws people off. Like, they're like, are you like their cousin? Or are you, you, you're you like, know. yes, I'm their cousin, and I chose to live in the smallest town in Texas. My Yes, they're from Ohio, but I'm their cousin <laughs> who lives in Texas. You're... you're you got me. You want to autograph from him? So I'll, I'll send him a picture. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't, like, it's, don't get me wrong. It, I guess it's, uh, I don't, I guess like the whole movement of a fat guy with a beard has become attractive now. Oh, it's been attractive. It's been like the past, I want to say, seven years? See, I yeah, that's new. So like, like the dad bod? Yeah, the dad attractive. bod. Like, I don't think I'm fat, but. I'm a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. I guarantee you right now. Like when I was skinny as a kid, I had to starve myself. Cause like you know, I'm naturally big. Well, I think the trend of being like a gym bro, yeah, is still there. Of course. But you have that debate between the female gaze and the male gaze, right? Yeah. So male gaze wise, you think you're out of shape. You think you have a dad bod, and that's a negative thing. Yeah. But women love it. Like, that's, like, female gaze, that, like, Jason Kelsey's ideal. Right? Really? And then, for men, like, you think, you're compared to Jason Kelsey, and you're like, oh, like, he's a bigger guy. You'd rather be compared to someone else. Because in the male gaze, you want to be, like, macho man. What's that uh, bodybuilder, Tom Selleck? The one that we always talk about, the young one. Oh, Sam Selleck? Sam Selleck, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that in the male gaze is perfection. But in the female gaze, like, to me, that's terrifying. Like, he yeah. looks so uncomfortable because he's so muscular. Yeah. Well, I think for the longest time, I mean, uh, I think that I've found, like, a median now. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know I'm a bigger guy. But I know I'll never have a six-pack. I've come to that conclusion in my life. Yeah. Because I like food too much. But I love lifting weights, too. So mm-hmm. I love lifting heavy things. And I enjoy working out. And it's fun to me. But I'm never going to go to the point of, I'm going to starve myself to get a six-pack. Yeah. Or I'm going to, like, only eat egg whites. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I get blood work done. I'm healthy. I'm not giving up cheeseburgers. Well, and I think that's why it shocked people so much that Jason Kelsey is one of the nominated people for Sexiest Man in the yeah, World. Yeah, that threw me off. Yeah, he's like one of the top like finalists, or did he actually win? I think he's like top finalist. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, and that's, that's interesting, though, that that's the difference. Because men, like, I feel like, especially now, I mean, you have the gym culture has just blown up because of, like, influencers. Mm-hmm. and you have like everyone i mean if you're not you know, if, if here's the crazy thing I, I actually read this statistic recently it's like only like two percent of the population can bench press 225 like that is it's crazy to me to think that because you have these influencers 
who are, are benching 405, 415. They're like repping it. So like you have these, it's creating this weird, like, I guess not stigma, but like insecurity and in, mm-hmm. in young guys that, oh, wow, if I'm not benching like 500 pounds. I'm just not strong. Yeah. And it's like, man, if you're benching 225, which that's, uh, that is a, that's a commendable weight. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, hey, um, you're a part of the 2%, like, which blows me away that people like still think that, oh, I have to be like, I have to lift all like 500 pounds to feel adequate in the yeah, gym. Because once again, male gaze is this idea of you have to be the strongest. You have to yeah. be the fittest. You have to be like macho man. Right. I mean, if yeah. you think about women, I mean, in the opposite spectrum, like female gaze, female to female, what we deem beautiful and attractive is a reason why women are getting Botox. They're getting fillers. You know, they're getting implants in all different areas of their body. That's wild to me. You know, because I'm sorry, like, if I, like, and I'm not, I don't have a typical female gaze, but most women will see, like, influencers and be like, oh, I need to have no wrinkles. My my forehead needs to be smooth as a baby's bottom, right? So yeah. they go get Botox and they get lip fillers because that influencer has these, like, big, luscious lips, yeah. right? On the same token, if you see that, I don't know, do you find that attractive? I don't. Like the overly filled? I'm not into heavy, like heavy makeup. I don't like, I don't like to me, I'm trying not to sound, I'm trying not to be controversial here or mean, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I think it looks bad. I don't like that look. I think that minimum, mm-hmm. minimum makeup. I don't think you need to be wearing heels all the time. Like, be comfortable. You know, I think if I find you attractive in pajamas, we're set. But that's the thing. Like, women are always, like, we don't even realize it, that we're catering to the female gaze. Because we yeah. think that's also what men want. I mean, don't be wrong. I, I love seeing you in heels. Like, yeah, you look good in heels. Like, you look good all dressed up in a dress. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like. I find you attractive either way. Like, you don't have to do this. Yeah, I don't think you're getting what I'm putting down. What are you putting down? I think you're completely misunderstanding. I'm talking about, like, cosmetic procedure. No, I think that's terrible. I don't like, like that. You're Like, we just talked about how men feel inadequate because they can't, like, lift yeah. a lot of weight. Or they feel like they need to take, you know, extreme measures to, like, look hardened. But women like a more... Fluffy man. Yeah. So same thing with women, like they're willing to go like extreme lengths to make themselves look younger, make themselves look fuller at times. It depends on what's popular right? for men. But in reality, I don't think men even notice or care. I'm sorry. I could go and cut off 10 inches of my hair. Yeah. And you won't notice. I told you, you'd walk in like, did you cut off 10 inches of your hair? Let me get the measuring tape. Yep, 10 inches, 10.1. Or like if I went and got my lips filled, you probably wouldn't notice for a couple of months. Let me see. They're squishy. Let me see your lips. Squish them. (laughs) No, I mean, I think some men, a small majority Mm -hmm. care about it. And the issue is, is that with social media, it makes you think everyone cares about it. Yeah. That's the problem is that social media is like this vacuum. There's a small amount of people who do it, 
and it makes everyone else think that is the like normal normal like status of being beautiful mm-hmm. that is the normal status of being a good looking guy is i got to be making $20,000 a week and all this you know all this like all these like just fake like fluff pieces of you know i don't know it's just it's frustrating because i don't think that's not what people i don't think people want that like i think people just want to be happy you know and i don't think women should have to puff up their lips or men should take and i don't think men should have to take steroids yeah you know like i don't think it's i mean if okay if you're low testosterone yeah go get on trt i had a terrible experience on trt I was on it for eight months. It was terrible. You were disgusting on TRT. Like, you smelled different. I know that's yeah. crazy. Because, like, you hear it all the time. Like, when women take birth control, it yeah. changes their, their hormones and they're attracted to different men, things like that, right? Yeah. I think TRT did the same thing to you because you smelled, like, sour all the time. I was always sweating. It was, like, coming out in your sweat. Yeah, you had, like, acne. Yeah. You, you had like heart palpitations. Gained like 30 pounds. Yeah, it did not do you good. You did not look like you were on steroids. No, I looked, yeah, I was heavy. I was a heavy boy. You looked like the, like an ox. But I really thought I was like buff. Like, I mean, I remember like after I was uh, I was in the hospital, I was like, oh no, like, I don't want to get off TRT. I can't do it. Like I was very reluctant to get off TRT. Then once I got off of it, I was like, huh. I just don't think it's for everyone. I think it it works wonders for some people, and then it it's just not great if you have the adverse reactions, which I mean is a pretty obvious statement to me. Well, and I think you know, then a lot of like fitness people, like a lot of the guys I follow, they do say like once you've been on stuff before, mm-hmm. you're like forever altered. Like yeah. you, your DNA has been altered, and I think maybe that because I mean when I was younger, I was on those kind of things, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that had something to do with it that's why i had such a bad experience because mm-hmm. your brother got on it he loves it yeah but he's never taken anything in his life yeah so that's kind of where i've gotten at i'm like okay maybe that's what it was so i mean but that's, that's a good idea but that's the thing though like you have like i mean i remember when i was going to those clinics to just go back to what men feel the men, the male gla- gay glaze <laughs> Think about donuts over here. The Give me some glazed donuts. A, a the chocolate donut with some sprinkles on it. I would be sitting in the doctor's, the TRT clinic, waiting to get my shot. And you're talking about, I mean, every type of man in different walks of life would come in. Mm-hmm. Like there would be like a 19 year old kid sitting next to me. And I'm like, how are you low T? Like, you're like 18. Like, what is this? And but you, then you have a bunch of old guys. It was always funny too when you had the old guys come in. You knew they were on it because they'd be wearing like tight shirts. We and call like, that a midlife. It was crisis. hilarious, and they had like they'd have like those like shell necklaces and stuff on. Like it was, they're reliving their thirties from the nineteen nineties and two thousands. Why are you judging? You were about six months away from wearing a puka shell necklace and a leather bracelet like you were a part of Nickelback. Don't you ever, ever bring up Nickelback unless you're saying how great they are. They are debatably the worst. Nickelback and Creed. Oh, my God. If they toured together, 
I don't think, you know, there's a reason why they don't tour together. Because it would literally split the universe. It would break all boundaries. Time couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. We'd have like Neil deGrasse Tyson being like, we just can't do this. Nickelback and, and Creed, it would ruin everything. There's nothing value valuable about their music. You are possibly the only person ever. I'll be down. That- I'll <laughs> be wrong. <laughs> the bottom of every bottle. Yeah, it. but it's fair because it's like I don't even know why I hate Nickelback so much. I think they just make me cringe because they're like it's, I just think about their music videos and how extreme they were in them. You know, yeah, like the way they acted in the music videos. Maybe that's why I don't like them. Well, it was like that, weren't uh, they really bad in concert? Like you told me that they're so bad in concert. Yeah, so so I saw them in like two. Thousand and like nine, yeah, two thousand nine. I don't know why are you looking at me. I, I didn't know you then. I know you didn't know me then. But I saw them in two thousand nine. My mom bought me tickets for my birthday. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, wow, an avocado. Thanks. I was at this time. I didn't listen to Nickelback. I was like in my like listen to my emo music phase. Don't lie, you were in your early Drake phase. In my early Drake phase, yeah, yeah. I was listening to like the the Drake. Uh, Mixtapes. That's his album, man. <laughs> I was just like, uh, the think it was like Thank Me Now, Thank oh. Me Later, something like that. It was like it's one of the Thank Me Later, right? It was Thank Me Later, yeah. It was one of those mixtapes I listened to. And uh, now I got the I got the tickets. I was excited. I was like, I wasn't excited. I was like, okay, cool. Well, it's like seeing Journey for you. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like that's I, the equivalence. I like when Journey comes on. Like every white person. I'm programmed to start singing it. Same with Nickelback. Same with Nickelback. And same with Creed. Play photograph. Let's see who sings it, you know, in I'll be a like, club. Look at this photograph. Everyone. Every time it makes me laugh, my eyes get so red. Everyone with English-Irish descent that lives in America will definitely sing. Let me tell you something. We'll be throwing <laughs> potatoes. We're getting all hyped up. No, but I mean, so I saw Nickelback live. And... It was, it was pretty bad. Like they had a drum solo because their drummer. I mean, their music. It all like what they get. Why they get trashed is because they all every song sounds the same. Mm-hmm. And I can confirm every song is the same because their drummer does a did a like drum solo where the drums lift in the air and he moves upon the crowd. And he played the same, like, five beats the entire time. His head just was moving quicker because he, like, made it look like he was doing something different. And no one in that crowd cheered. <laughs> it was the saddest thing. And then, like, when they started playing and stuff, like, it made you really question, like, are y'all, any of y'all fans? <laughs> are y'all just come here to, like, give these guys a hard time? Because literally... No one was like going crazy. It was just like silence. There was a, there was like a couple old people you saw like dancing and stuff. That was it. It was really sad. And then like they had Seether. They're another band from that time period. Seether. I didn't know they were Portuguese. And like they came up on stage, and they didn't say anything. I was like, why is this guy not talking? You. 
what, what's with this? And then I found out later on that he didn't speak English. He you know, at the end of the day, what you like is what you like. Exactly. You know? That goes back to the Renaissance Festival. What you like is what you like. You know, who who am I to judge the guy with the happy the happiest look on his face that I've ever seen in a human dressed as Link holding a sword from the video game Zelda? He was hyped. I mean, I was hyped when I saw it. It looked who cool. Who am I to judge a sad little bear man wanting to buy a styrofoam sword for $75? What you like is what you like. It was a cool sword. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still, th- I even told you next year I'm buying the sword. Okay. And I am. Next year we're going to the Renaissance Festival and I'm buying the Berserk sword. Knock yourself out. That's what I'm going to do. So, okay. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. Okay. This was a good, this is a good podcast with my special guest. We're not doing this. <laughs> we Every are time not we doing do one this. now, I'm like this. So we've got a special guest today. Uh, you're making. So, but when, when it's not you. I'm going to quit. I'm let's just quit. say like you're sick or something. You can't do it. And uh-huh. I have to use someone else. If it's not you, people will be shocked. Like, oh, whoa, it is a special guest. I'm the ghost host, the host that is unofficially announced as you're unofficially officially the host, (laughs) co host. But, uh, you got any closing, closing, closing statements? If you go to the Texas Friend Fest, you need to go to any other day except for Heroes and Villains. Mine's gonna be do not order pizza. Buy a petting zoo because <laughs> the pizza will smell like feces. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Y'all have a good one. Thank y'all for uh, tuning in the Couch Co op. We'll catch y'all next week.